This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston. Bonus, post-corona living. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. my friend. Welcome to this bonus episode of the show. As I'm recording this, it is June 2nd, 2021. And for me here in the United States, and I'm in the Dallas, Texas area, post-corona living is happening more and more, which means many of us are coming out of the corona bubble. Some of us were in the bubble more than others. Some of us haven't even come out of our bubble at all. But this episode is for whenever you start coming out of your bubble. And even if you've already come out of your bubble, I really want to make sure that you have taken this past year, year and a half and maximize the impact of it. Because we have gone through a huge global shift. So many systems have been uprooted and changed over this time. And if you think you're just going to go back to normal living the way things once were, and you don't take a moment to really reflect on what has happened in our world, meaning not looking at like the doom and gloom and, you know, all the death numbers that keep, you know, getting thrown our way and all that, but more so of how life is different and where the world has shifted to, then my friend, you are going to feel very foreign in this new world. And it's going to get to a place where you're going to start to be out of touch and even old school if you're not fully taking in what is happening around us right now. So again, regardless of where you are with your corona bubble, you're out and about to you're not pulling yourself out and about for a while, doesn't really matter. That's just part of this episode. The other part is taking in what has fully happened during this past year, year and a half as we have collectively, as a world, gone through the coronavirus pandemic. So today, I really want you to unpack, you know, what you're feeling, because for a lot of people who are coming out of their bubble, they're like, oh, I just feel different. It feels funky. And they're not able to fully get awareness as to what that funky feeling is for them. And so I really want to dig deep into that today. And two, I want this time to be one that you thrive in and that your future years you thrive in. And that's why, again, I really want you to take in as to what has happened around us. All right. So first things first, this is especially happening if you have stepped out of your corona bubble here recently, like I have. I feel like we, we meaning my family, came out of our bubble, gosh, about a month or so ago. So sometime in May. And that was when, you know, I chose to get vaccinated and I was one of the first people that was able to get vaccinated when they opened it up to the general population. 
So here in Texas, you know, they had different levels in which people could get vaccinated. Like the first level were healthcare workers and then older people and then people, I believe, with certain health issues. And then when they opened up to the population, I had been on the list for a while. And so I was one of the first people that was called. And so I was able to then go get, I guess it's the Moderna. I I always forget, but the two (laughs) stage vaccine. And so it took me, you know, about a month and a half to get fully vaccinated. And my husband was about a week behind me. And then we have our kids. My daughter had been in in in-person school all year long. So she had kind of been out of the bubble for a while. And then my son went back to a two day a week program in February. But still, it was like my husband and I were very much in this bubble. And we were still very cautious about things. Whereas now we are a lot less cautious about things. And I'll get into that. So when I started to come out the bubble in this past month, it felt funky. And even though I've been working with clients remotely, and I have an office that I go to where, you know, people are around. And as I said, my daughter's in school, like it still felt weird. It still felt abnormal, because the normal had become that we go out as little as possible. And when we do go out, you know, we have a mask on and we're really sanitizing and there's still like a little fear factor involved. I mean, there were times when my daughter was invited to play dates and I had to really sit there and wrestle with it of, whew, do I really want her to do this? Even though I know at school she's around these kids, but they have masks on and, you know, in a play date, they're not going to have that. Whereas now I don't wrestle with that stuff anymore. That's just what we have been in our family. Now you may be doing other things. I'm not here to tell you what to do and to not do. You do what's right for you. But again, it just really feels like for us, we're coming out of the bubble and I'm looking at the world differently now. And I'm hearing this with clients as well as they're coming out of their bubble of some things, Lindsay, just feel different, like going around my friends again even though maybe we've even kept in contact, it's like, oh, some things have shifted here. And or on my family, some things have shifted here. And going back to work, especially going back to an office, like it just feels different. And this time right now is so important, okay? Because your eyes are very, very clear right now. Because you have been pulled out of, you know, what we want to call like the normal world or the normal world for you, you're coming back into your norm And because you're feeling that funkiness, that's likely what you've been feeling the entire time, but you just became so used to it. And now too, you've also likely grown and changed this past year and where you're going back to just doesn't make sense anymore. So pay attention to that. Don't just brush it off as, oh, it's just because of the coronavirus or because I've been in this bubble. No, this is such an important time for you to sit down and say, okay, what is feeling different or funky or however you want to label it? And why is that? Okay. So dig deeper. This is the time again, when you can spot your growth the most. I say this with clients all the time is, you know, every day they're going to be making changes as we're coaching together. And they do a tool called wins to be able to spot those little bitty changes because otherwise the brain just doesn't see those little changes. But I tell them when you're going to spot your growth the most is when you go back somewhere that you haven't been in a while. So like you go to your parents' house or I even mentioned like the hairdresser. You know, some of us don't go to the hairdresser, but every two, three or longer months. And at those times, really sit in your hairdresser's chair and be like, wow, how am I different than when I was last time? Okay, so for you with this Corona bubble you've been living in, you're coming out of it. And so there's a lot of opportunity to go back into familiar places that you haven't been in for a bit 
and to really spot where am I different? What is feeling different? How have I improved? How are things just not really feeling good anymore? And take notice of that, okay? I want you to really spot the energy that you're feeling with yourself and with others. I really want you to think about the things that you're missed the most, especially if you're back into the world, because sometimes when we're away from it, it's like, oh yeah, I really miss going to, you know, like my husband and I kept saying, we really miss going to baseball games. Well, him and I actually went to a baseball game about two weeks ago. And I was like, eh, eh. Like I thought I missed it more than what I really did. And it was so crazy because that week here in Texas, they took away the mask mandate and any kind of, I guess, social distancing. And so at the baseball game, it was like totally a normal game. And there was a part of me that was like, man, I kind of miss the social distancing. I don't like being crammed into places like a sardine. And so I was just noticing all of those things, right? So take notice what you do miss. Like there was a part of me that when I was at the game, even though, you know, I didn't really miss going to a game that much and I didn't miss being packed in a sardine, I just missed the normalcy of it. And him and I spent some time at the game and we were just talking for a while kind of outside of the stands and all these people kept walking by and I missed just not thinking about germs and about, you know, basically like death and destruction and just being like, oh, yep, here we are at a baseball game, like no big deal. And there was this huge wave of sadness that came over me when I realized that of like, yeah, that's where my brain has been consumed this whole past year, even if sometimes it wasn't consciously there, or I would try and guide it back when I would get overly conscious about germs and stuff that, yeah, that's made a huge impact in where my brain has been consumed this past year. And I just feel so grateful to not worry about those things right now or think about those things right now. So again, just take notice of everything because where you're at now is just such a prime time to really start to make some changes. Because if you just go back to normal living the way that it was, you're gonna miss these opportunities for you to get more in alignment with who you're meant to be and the life that you're meant to have. So I'll give you a couple examples from my life and some examples from clients' lives so you can fully start to understand this. So I have a client. She's been working from home for the past year, you know, year, give or take, some months. And she is going back to the office soon. And in this time, she has realized, I don't want to be working in an office anymore. I don't want to be working for somebody else anymore. And so part of that is she's realized what she wants to do for her business. And so she's hired me to help her grow that business over this next year. But just the thought of her going back to the office is just like so deeply uncomfortable to her because too, she's a mom and I can relate to this as well. You know, she was able to work from home and she did have childcare part of the year. And so she, she was able to get a ton of stuff done and not have to worry about, you know, like looking busy all day, which some people have in their jobs. I know I did for many of my jobs. And also just like the, you know, the, the fluff of work of like getting ready every day, packing a lunch, the commute, all that. Like she was able to get so much done and still get her job done, especially when she had childcare. And she's like, I just don't want to go back to the BS anymore. I don't want to be wasting these hours of my day just on BS. Like I've got to make a change. And so it's really opened her eyes to that she can't do this anymore. Okay. For me in my life, you know, I love my job. I have very few complaints about it. But 
when I've gone back out of this bubble, I have seen relationships differently. Like I'm looking at a family relationship that I have and it's like, oh yeah, I mean, this, this is bad. Like this, I knew it was always bad, but coming back to it is like, yeah, why am I still in this relationship? Even though it's family, like there's some things here that really need to shift with them for us to continue to have a relationship here because it just, the discomfort of it was much deeper now that I've been away than when I would just see them, you know, every few weeks or so. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah, this is like even worse than what I remember it as. And so I've told them like, I need some distance from you right now as I start to figure this out. And hey, FYI, the way that you treat me is not acceptable anymore. And here's what needs to change from that. And so that's another opportunity for you potentially too. If you're coming back in and things are uncomfortable for you to have these kind of conversations with people, be it with relationships, be it with, you know, jobs that you have of, you know, like my client of getting her to potentially speak to her boss and say, Hey, I got just as much done virtually than in the office. I really want to continue to work virtually. Could we make this happen? Right. And the worst they could say is no, but then at least, you know, you have some sort of argument and you've at least tried to get what you want out of that. And going back to the example I just gave with some family members of, you know, I don't know if I want to keep this up. And if so, then X, X, X needs to change, you know, like these, these bullet points need to change because it's just not working for me anymore. And I feel like we're at a time too, where a lot of people are looking at life differently. And so they're open to that growth. They're open to things changing more so than ever before. And so they are willing to say, huh, okay, yeah, how could I maybe be in the wrong here? So it's, it's a really great opportunity because I know for a lot of women that I coach, myself included in that, is that sometimes we don't want to say things that are hard. We don't want to hurt other people. But by us not speaking up for ourselves, it's hurting us. And if you've taken anything from coronavirus, I know my biggest takeaway is life is short and you don't know when it's going to end. And so make the most of today. And that requires sometimes having uncomfortable conversations and doing things that feel uncomfortable, if not just downright hard, because life is worth it. And you can't rely on tomorrow to give you what you need. You have to take advantage of that today. Okay, so just really take some time. And anytime you're feeling something, go deeper in that of what is causing me to feel this way. I'll give you another example. So my daughter had an award ceremony, gosh, I guess like two weeks ago now. And it was one of the first school events that I had gone to this year because parents weren't allowed most of the year. And I sat there and I just felt this low level anxiety the whole time I was there. Like I could feel my hand shaking and I'm sort of talking to some of the parents, but I'm finding myself not really wanting to. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching the awards go. And there's a part of me that's like, hey, why do I have anxiety right now? what is coming up for me to feel anxious? Because I can't quite grasp it. Is it just that I'm coming out of this Corona bubble or is it something more here? 
And so I'm really digging deep in that of what is going on for me to have this anxiety. And two, I'm taking in some things with her school of what makes me want to pull away from talking to those people versus engaging. And I'm seeing some things in a different way that I maybe haven't seen before. And it's just like these things that bothered me too just seem so much bigger. And so I can't say it enough of take advantage of this time. Really spot what you're feeling and get clear on why you're feeling that way. This is why it's so important to have somebody like a coach that can hold space for you and ask you questions so you can dig deeper. You know, with my anxiety, for example, with my daughter's event, I spent a whole coaching session on that of what's going on for me to have feelings of anxiety. Because if you remember, if you've heard other episodes, our feelings come from thoughts. And so we've got to figure out what those thoughts are that are driving those feelings. So for me, it's still a big question mark. I'm still trying to figure it out of what's going on with me to feel that anxiety, but I'm, I'm open to it. And it's like, okay, come on, let's figure out what this is. And I'm still just continually observing myself in the world of when is it that I feel anxious and when do I not and all of the things. Okay. The next thing I really want you to do right now is when you're going back to these things that you're realizing aren't making sense. And yet you may be talking yourself out of wanting to have those hard conversations, you know, like I mentioned earlier with a boss or a family member or a friend or, you know, a school or whatever, catch yourself if you're saying, oh, but I should do those things, or I have to do those things. Like for my client, oh, I have to go back to work. Or for me, I should have a relationship with these family members. And so just catch those things. Now, granted, you can decide that you have to do those things or you should do those things, but just make sure that you really love the reasons for it. Most times when we're saying I have to or I should, it's really saying I don't really want to do this, but I feel an obligation to it. And so even if we show up and we may even love our reasons for it of, you know, like for me, well, I want my kids to know, you know, these family members is one of the big reasons I have that relationship with family members. And it's, it, it, it goes back to again of like, oh, I should, I should allow them to have that relationship. And it's like, no, I mean, I shouldn't based off of who they are right now and the way that they treat me. If they want to change the way they treat me, great, but I can't keep doing this anymore. And so I had to really ask myself what the cost is worth versus the gain. And if it's not worth it, it's a no. You know, I think this is something that became very clear for me over Corona too, is anytime we were presented with an opportunity to leave our bubble, in essence, like for example, deciding if my daughter is going back in person to school or virtually to school, or, you know, these play dates that I mentioned, my husband and I got very few opportunities to leave our bubble because <laughs> we're just kind of antisocial, we're both introverted in that way. But yeah, like looking at the cost versus gain. So there were times when she was invited to different play dates or parties or whatever, because especially here in Texas, some people just weren't really taking any precautions. But of really looking down at it, and I would get with her and I would say, okay, you've been invited to so and so's house, how bad do you want to go? And sometimes she'd be like, mommy, I really want to go really bad. I was like, okay, is it like so worth it to you that, you know, maybe we could get sick? And she'd sometimes would be like, yeah. Or I would decide for her. Like when we were looking at virtual or in-person school, I really sat down with it and I looked at how she was feeling and I just knew she really needed to be back in person. And 
I know I just said should there, but I knew that that was the right choice for her and the right choice for our family for her to go back. And of course, I wasn't 100% on board with that. There were some fears with that, but it ended up working well, thank goodness. But I just knew the cost was worth the gain. Whereas other times it was like, eh, you don't really want to go. I'm not really crazy about you going. And so why are we even entertaining this idea? And so now even as we're out of the bubble, I'm still applying that in our life. When we're presented with these opportunities, not just for social things, but like for business things that I have coming up and just everyday decisions, I'll think, is the cost worth the gain? And I'm asking myself that over and over and over again. And it's got me just to a place of where I'm saying no to a lot more things of, "Mm, no, the cost isn't worth it. Even if it's just the cost of my time or the cost of my energy, it's a no. And so I'm getting more into this lifestyle and I see my clients doing this too because they're kind of following my lead here intuitively of living this hell yes life or this life where we're going all in with it. And we're just saying no to things that aren't what we really, really want. You know, I've coached a couple clients on this this past year, especially with some job opportunities where they've come to me and said, yeah, you know, I I like the offer 80% of it, but I wish I could get X, Y, Z. And I'll say, okay, that's your hell yes offer. That's the one you would want more than anything. Yeah, that's what I want, Lindsay. Great. Then go back to them and tell them that that's what you want. And then that fear comes up for them of like, oh my gosh, but what if, you know, then they retract the whole offer or what are they going to think of me as I do that? And, you know, just the fear of going and speaking their truth comes up for them. And then luckily they work through it and then they go ask for it. And guess what? They get it. It's so incredible. And then there's this huge boost of energy in them of, oh my gosh, like I can actually get my hell yes life, like the life that I really, really want. And it just creates this momentum for them to continuously look at life again and saying, is this my hell yes? And even is the cost worth the gain? Yes. All right, let's go. Right. So there's different levels there, right? I feel like the cost worth the gain is your first question to ask yourself. And then ask yourself, is this a hell yes? And if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. Okay. And just really living that life fully is you as your authentic self. You're very, very intentional with what you're doing. All right. So the other thing I want to touch on, we kind of talked about this just a bit ago, but when you're feeling these feelings that are coming to the surface for you, like I mentioned, my anxiety is coming up for me, start to ask yourself why, right? And I said, you know, this is why hiring a coach can be so beneficial so that you can dig deeper into that. But for me, what I'm finding too, it's not just anxiety. I'm feeling overstimulated often. Like this past year, in a lot of ways, I have thrived. Now, I did not enjoy having my son home, who was a then two-year-old. Now he's three all of the time. So there was some overstimulation with that. But just getting back into the world and like, you know, the noises and the sounds and the people and the things. And I'm like, whoo, man, this is, yeah, it just feels a lot for me. And it's not so much in a logical way of just like, yeah, I'm just at a baseball game with people or you know, starting to incorporate more activities into our everyday life. And it just starts to feel overwhelming really fast for me. And I'm looking at deeper more and more. I've been doing a lot of research and I don't want to give it all away because I want to have some really powerful episodes around this. But I'm starting to realize that this isn't just a mindset thing for me. This is ADHD probably. And maybe even I'm on the autism spectrum. And there's some trauma that I've really needed to look at to heal. And so there's been a combination of that. I think, you know, this past year, I've mentioned it on other episodes, but I want to say here is that, 
you know, our society has just been like, oh yeah, we're anxious. Like it makes sense. We're having a global pandemic. And then too, we've brought up a lot of race issues here in the US the past year. And it's just like, yeah, just anxiety is the way of life. Like that's just what happens. And granted, you know, yes, it has brought up a lot of things for a lot of people, but I don't want people thinking, oh yeah, this is just the way it is without looking at ways to help themselves in that process, either with coping tools or learning how to manage that anxiety more, which I feel like I have maxed that out in so many ways, except for doing some body work, which I'm doing now. But in my mind, I've like, I've done all the things. It's like, why do I still feel this way? And then digging deeper into that of, okay, I think this is actually ADHD and or autism. And I really need to explore some of the stuff on my body to heal. And so I'm so glad that I've been leaning into that versus just being like, oh yeah, we're all just going to be anxious now. And some people even turning to, and I'm not dogging on this, but they're turning to medication to just like numb it, which I think can help in the short term. But I think if you're not looking at the deeper reason as to why that anxiety is there and you're just blaming it all on the circumstance of something like coronavirus or racial things, I really want you to look deeper into that and explore different, deeper things that can help you long term to where you're not just popping a pill. Okay, again, I'm not anti medicine. I know sometimes when I say those things, it stirs up a lot of things with people. I'll get messages and all that. If you love taking anti anxiety meds or any other meds that you take, great. That's awesome. But don't just pop the pill and think that's going to solve all your problems. You need to pop the pill and then also do some deeper work. Okay, that's what I'm all about is that deeper work. Really explore that instead of just, you know, shortchanging yourself in essence of just, in essence, kind of numbing the pain in some ways. Okay, again, not anti-med because I'm actually looking at meds for the very first time in my own life. I'm just saying, consider something different there. The other thing that I want to say in this episode, and this is really going to be kind of me wrapping it up along with something else that I'm seeing where the the world is going. But if you haven't done any work on yourself over this past year, and I don't think this would be you if you're listening to this podcast, but I know some people that have just kind of treated this time as like, oh, I'll just zone out on Netflix and drink a bunch at home, you know, and, and not really have used this opportunity to grow. And as they're coming back out into the world, it's showing big time the lack of work that they have likely done on themselves. And so if that's you, again, I doubt that because you're listening to a podcast like this, but maybe you haven't really invested in yourself. Maybe you're just reading books. Maybe you're listening to a podcast, which is great, but it's just very surface level compared to doing something like hiring a coach or, you know, doing therapy or or whatever. If you're not doing something to prioritize your mental health and make growth a priority for you, the world is likely going to outgrow you because that's where the world is shifting is to where we start to take care of our mental health and we start to look at things in a different way. You know, I keep mentioning this race stuff. And if you listen to the show closely, I hired an anti-racism coach in January. So we've been working together now about six months. And that work has been deeply transformative to me, not just from a stance of me wanting to be a very firm anti-racist advocate in the world, 
but in a way of, wow, how has the world really impacted me on a deeper level? And that's, again, what's opened the door for me to start to say, wow, yeah, I think my brain may not be neurotypical. I think I may have ADHD or be on the autism spectrum because I've just intuitively known for a very long time in my life that when someone is teaching something, I have to do certain things to make it work for me. And I've just, in essence, been experiencing ableism for most, if not all of my life without even knowing it. It's also brought forth a lot more with gender bias and the patriarchy for me of, wow, yeah, so that was another way I was discriminated against. And these are ways in which I'm getting these messages from society that's causing me to think the way I do and feel the way I do. And even though I had done some of that work, it's just brought forth so much more. And that's where I see the world really going is I see this rise of feminine energy. And if you're into astrology, you're hearing this too. I must admit, I'm sort of into astrology, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, like, where does that come from? So I go back and forth, but I feel it regardless of what any astrologer says. I feel like the world is shifting out of this hustle, 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 grind, 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 masculine, patriarchal energy of like, this is one way that we have to do everything. This is how we work. And this is how we do schooling. And this is how we do medical care to looking at different perspectives and having more of this work-life blends and honoring people's time and energy more. And just seeing, you know, I kind of talked about it in the episode that was called Leadering with my guest, Nancy, and I forget Nancy's last name, but she was talking about the future of leadership in that and how it's going to be basically this feminine model, meaning like feminine energy model of really looking at people as people versus we all have to fit in this certain box. And typically that box has been a white, able-bodied, straight, Christian male at least here in the US, it has. And everybody that's outside of that, we all have to kind of, in essence, be more and more like that to be especially successful in you know, our careers, especially in the corporate world. And so that model is starting to shift. And if you are not doing your own internal work to realize how that system has impacted you, and you're not doing your work to improve your mental health, and you are still just very reactive and very anxious and, and all of the things, the world is going to start to be like, eh, like you're not really moving forward with us anymore. You know, it reminds me of like when people retire, and then they just become older, and they end up, you know, many times just getting like locked in their house, and they're not really in touch with the world. You know, we've kind of all done that this past year, right? And you know, if you continue to do this, where you're just not keeping up with where the world is going, because the world has shifted so dramatically this past year in so many systems, again, it's just going to be like, yeah, even though that person is in their 30s or 40s, or even younger, they're just really kind of not with it. And companies are going to start looking at, you know, you being more educated on diversity and inclusion and you really being able to handle bigger things with your mental health. And I think two companies are going to be honoring mental health more. And as I said, that work-life blend more. And so it's just so important that you're doing that work. Now, I don't think the model is going to, you know, we all have to be perfect. That's kind of what the model has been now of like, we don't talk about mental health and we all need to, in essence, be this way and think this way. And, you know, feelings are left at the door. I think that's going to be really open now. But it's also going to be of, hey, we have so many tools out there for you to be 
mentally in a place where you're taking care of certain things that if you're not taking advantage of those tools, then, you know, the, this working relationship just isn't going to work. You know, I even see it with my own business. I recently was interviewing podcast editors. And when I was sitting there interviewing editors, it really came to me of like, okay, who can really like own what they do and they have a confidence about them. And I'm just getting to a place where I don't want to coddle as much. Now I am willing to give anybody I work for, granted right now I just have contractors, but anyone I work for an amazing work-life blend. Like I want them to have all of the things in their life and I want to be able to pay them well to go and do that and all of those things. But I also expect that they take care of themselves. And that was kind of why I even shifted some things in my business this past year with some other contractors. I just saw they weren't taking care of themselves. And now granted, yes, COVID has hit all of us hard, especially working moms, myself included. And I've really had to take that in, especially as we're coming out of the bubble of like, holy shit, what just happened this past year? And realizing just how tired I am. And yeah, again, just like the hardness of it. Because sometimes when you're in it, it's like you're just trying to make yourself through there and you kind of cut yourself off from really feeling things because you're almost like in survival mode. I didn't fully realize how much I was in survival mode until I've come out of it. And so again, I've totally been in here with you, but I also know it's like, that's on me to be able to start to seek out resources for that. And I know, again, some people may be saying, well, that's privilege, Lindsay. You're so privileged to be able to have that. And I am, but that's where, you know, those of us that are privileged, it's even more important for us to be giving those sorts of resources out there, either, you know, tools like, you know, in my profession, obviously I'm trying to teach as many people as possible, just basic tools for their mental health and to be able to grow in their lives. But then, you know, financially even of like, okay, we've got to like give back and we've got to get everybody at a place where we're moving forward mentally here. And so that's why, again, it's like mental health, I think, has just come out of this whole thing as so, so important. You know, a lot of pediatricians have been talking about, especially even mine, kids that have been virtual this whole time and how that's impacted their mental health. And as much as that kills me, I'm also excited to hear that because it's like, finally, like we're talking about mental health more and not just about physical health and how important it is that we have certain things in our life. And then not only that, but how can we up this game here? How can we be teaching these tools to kids? And, you know, what are the things that really matter in people's mental health? And we've got to start to look at that as a bigger deal. Okay. So I hope you have some nuggets today as you have listened to this episode of things that maybe you're feeling, things that you want to be more intentional about so that you can really use this time to maximize the potential here to get your life even more in alignment to understand some deeper things that maybe you need healing around. And from there, start to prioritize your mental health even more so that not only can you survive and get through life in a way where you're on an even ground, but a life where you're thriving. So most of my clients, you know, they're, they're pretty solid. They're on an even ground. And they're like, Lindsay, I just want to thrive. And I want to thrive in all areas of my life. And so that's where I come into play. But regardless, if you're there or not, just seek out somebody who can help you get closer to where you want to be. Okay. Now, if you even just feel remotely called that I can be that person for you, the first step always is to apply for a free consult call. There's a link in bio, but just throw it out here 
here, it's lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, preston.com forward slash apply to go apply for that free call. And then we'll just spend an hour learning about you, me, (laughs) me, I said we, it should be me learning about you. And then we'll decide if I'm a good fit to help you or not. All right, that's all I have for you, my friend. Thanks for tuning into this bonus episode. And I will see you again here on the show very, very soon. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60 minute consult call just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.